Case Reports 2020. I am Dr. Asha Pavitran, podcast editor. Today, I will be talking about a case report by Lamiz Al-Nihim, Akanksha Thakka, Pranraj Chinadure, and Si Hui Lin from the Texas A&M University College of Medicine, titled, Successful Coil Embolization of a Large Right Coronary Artery to Coronary Sinus Fistula, Causing a Significant Left-to-Right Shunt, a Case Report. Coronary artery fistula is a rare congenital anomaly, which is usually asymptomatic, but occasionally may present with symptoms. Treatment is considered on a case-by-case basis with either transcatheter or surgical closure. This case report describes the challenging but successful transcatheter coil embolization of a large coronary artery fistula. A 51-year-old female with no significant past medical history presented with symptoms of dyspnea on exertion and palpitation secondary to atrial flutter. On examination, there was a grade 2 systolic murmur. Transthoracic echocardiogram showed right atrial and right ventricular enlargement. Right heart catheterization revealed a left-to-right shunt. Coronary angiography demonstrated a tortuous ectatic right coronary artery with an aneurysmal connection through three pseudochambers to the coronary sinus. This subsequently drained into the right atrium. Computer tomography confirmed the presence of three pseudochambers forming the fistula sac. The significant left-to-right shunt was thought to be causing the right heart enlargement and the likely etiology of the atrial flutter. Following a multidisciplinary meeting, it was decided that a transcatheter approach to closure would be most appropriate in this case. Transcatheter coil embolization of the right coronary artery to the coronary sinus fistula neck was therefore attempted. However, due to brisk flow through the fistula neck, both coils embolized into the fistula. The patient subsequently underwent a second attempt, but this time the posterior descending artery was visualized by a computer tomography prior to the procedure and by a fluoroscopy during the procedure. Furthermore, the initial embolization attempt had resulted in partial occlusion of the distal segments of the fistula, slowing down flow. A telescoping delivery system was utilized in order to overcome the tortuosity of the right coronary artery. A location was identified which would allow closure of the fistula and preserve the patency of the posterior descending artery. Coil embolization was successfully carried out and angiography showed reduced flow through the fistula. At one year follow-up, the patient's symptoms had completely resolved with no evidence of complications. Coronary artery fistulas are a rare anomaly with an instance of less than 0.3%. They are defined as an abnormal communication between the coronary artery and the cardiac chamber. 90% are congenital due to the persistence of embryological sinusoidal connections between the lumens of the primitive tubular heart. Acquired forms are either iatrogenic, traumatic or related to disease. Coronary fistulas most commonly arise from the right coronary artery, accounting for 55%. The pathophysiology involves the high-pressure coronary artery blood flow draining into the low-resistance venous circuit through a fistula. This bypasses the capillary bed in the myocardium, causing reduced perfusion distal to the fistula and resulting in coronary steel. The majority of patients are asymptomatic, but they can present with symptoms depending on the size and the location of the fistula. Patients can present with dyspnea, fatigue, angina, heart failure and myocardial ischemia.
Invasive coronary angiography is the gold standard used for coronary imaging. However, in the presence of complex anatomy, it may be difficult to visualize the abnormal connections in two dimensions only. Echocardiography is a useful non-invasive method for determining the hemodynamic effects of the fistula. CT angiography, with the assistance of three-dimensional rendering, can provide excellent anatomical information. Particularly in the context of complex anomalies, as in this case, it provides critical information regarding the origin, course and drainage sites of the fistula. As a result, it formed an important part of procedural planning in this case report. The recommendations in literature suggest closure of coronary fistulas in symptomatic patients. However, the advice in the absence of symptoms is debated. Some recommend closure in order to prevent future complications that may arise with age, such as heart failure, endocarditis, arrhythmia and myocardial ischemia. Options for treatment include surgical or transcatheter closure. Surgical closure has a higher complication rate. Transcatheter closure offers a safe and effective alternative approach to high-risk open surgery. There are several contraindications. These include paediatric patients, large and wide fistulas, multiple fistulas and those with concomitant cardiac pathology. Various closure devices can be used including coils, vascular plugs and covered stents. Coronary artery fistulas terminating in the coronary sinus, as in this case, have been found to be a significant risk factor for complications following repair. These include coronary thrombosis, myocardial infarction and cardiomyopathy. Long-term anticoagulation is therefore recommended for these patients. The challenges reported in transcatheter embolization in this case include the tortuosity of the right coronary artery, preservation of the posterior descending artery and achieving a stable coil mass in the brisk flow of the fistula. The initial attempt, though unsuccessful, resulted in a reduction of flow in the fistula, thereby facilitating subsequent closure. The authors wanted to highlight the following learning points. Coronary artery fistulas are rare congenital anomalies for which the ideal management is not well studied. Large coronary artery fistulas may present with multiple high-flow chambers that complicate attempts at transcatheter embolization. However, reduction in residual flow through the fistula secondary to initial coil embolization may aid subsequent attempts. An initial unsuccessful attempt at transcatheter embolization should not preclude subsequent attempts for fistula closure. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us. References and the original case report are available online at academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR, where you can also find other interesting case reports. Thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports Podcasts. I have been Dr. Asha Pavithan. Music is Computer by State Shirt.